Did you tell him this is the most delicious podcast in the Metroplex? No, I did not. <laughs> <laughs> well, welcome, everyone. I'm Bud Kennedy, Steve Wilson, and you've, you have introduced Graham Elliott, who is uh, the big dog in town right now and packing the house at Le Margot and uh, like eight other restaurants that are under his uh, domain right now. Uh, Graham, you know, I know that the big news, I think, is that Le Margot not only is open, the new uh, French restaurant that's part of the Philippe Armenta uh, far out uh, hospitality empire, but also mm -hmm. now you're open for lunch. Is that right? You've opened for lunch and brunch. Correct. So we're open for lunch and we're doing a whole brunch menu, different cocktails. Uh, we're open for, you know, happy hour dinner. So really you can come in from 11 to 10 PM and try our food. But um, you know, Steve, but everybody, I just want everyone to know that when I moved from Hawaii to Fort Worth, between Dallas Morning News, Fox, ABC, uh, Texas, Bud was the first one that reached out and wanted to speak to me and hear the story and what we're doing. And so I think that that's something worth uh, mentioning, that he was the first one to come in and really want to hear what we're doing. So well, I have th a, a ton of respect for, for that. Well, thank you for calling from Hawaii to tell me all about it. It was great to hear it straight from you and to, to know a little bit what you were doing before you got here. It, we didn't really arrange any weather for you that was anything <laughs> like Hawaii. No, it's, it's incredible because, um, you know, Hawaii is always like 78 degrees. And what's funny is I spoke to someone when we were opening um cowboy prime out in midland and the people i talked to they were like literally in texas it's the same thing as hawaii except there's no water or ocean but it's, just, <laughs> it's the same sand and temperature and i was like mm, i don't know if that's really really the same deal but i didn't you know, know they had tumbleweeds and I didn't know they had tumbleweeds in Hawaii at all. That That's news to me. But the, the, Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and that's worth mentioning that this is a statewide restaurant empire. There are restaurants in Midland and San Angelo as well as in, uh, you know, the Fort Worth area. Uh, we're talking about Le Margot because it's the newest and probably the hottest ticket in Fort Worth dining right now. It's at 3150 South Hewland, Hewland and Bel Air. Uh, in recent years, it's been a corner bakery uh, before that. You know, have you heard all about it when it was a blockbuster video? So what's so funny is literally two nights ago, uh, someone came up to me and like, do you know what this used to be? And I was like, well, in the kitchen, I know it used to be a corner bakery. And they're like, no, no, no. Before that, it was a blockbuster video. And I was like, okay, cool. So like, be kind, rewind. Like you wake up and you're hoping the new Nintendo PlayStation game shows up. And they're like, exactly. But what's amazing is when it comes to restaurants, you can find a space and it doesn't matter where it is or what it used to be. But if you have the right vision and menu and service and dining room and design and music, et cetera, all of it will make sense. And so I, I'm, I love that some people know that it used to be a blockbuster, but I'm hoping in 30 years, people will look back and be like, do you know what's amazing? 
Les Margaux opened in this corner, and it's one of the most world-renowned restaurants ever that Philippe Armenta and his team and group opened. And we're so lucky to be in this space. Because it's kind of like if you bought a house or you know, a piece of real estate, there's history behind it, there's a story, etc. But for us to be able to come in and create a dining room, a bar, a chef's counter, a dining room, etc. I think that that's something that's really amazing when you think of all of these spaces with restaurants are like a living unit and we're coming in and, and leaving our mark in it right now. It doesn't look I want to ask you a certain go ahead, Steve. <laughs> it doesn't look like I mean like a blockbuster to me anymore. No, but I, I was gonna gonna say the picture you just showed, you know, it's clearly that's not what uh you know blockbuster or corner bakery looked like. Yeah, I don't see body heat for rent there anywhere. So yeah, that that, uh, that seems to be what people went to Blockbuster for. Uh, you know, rentals of all the latest Kathleen Turner movies back then, or whatever. They Kathleen Turner. All right, Bud. Let me ask you. I'm side note. That, I know. No, 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 no. But what was the last time you can remember going to a movie rental place and renting a movie to watch at home with the fam? You know, there were a couple. My wife actually has worked in movies, and there was a movie rental store on Mockingbird after a lot of the others had closed that had a lot of small independent movies. And, you know, it was before you could stay home and watch uh, Sundance Channel or something like that. So <laughs> we actually went within knowing her. So 16, 17 years ago, but it's been a long time. And that, 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 it was a good time back then, though, getting some movies, a little food to take home. But now you're selling something a lot better there. What? Uh, so tell me a little bit about what you've learned about Fort Worth since you opened Le Margot, it's been open what a month now, and it's been full yeah, it's about, al almost every night. The, 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 I hear that the Soul Manure sells out uh, about six thirty. You open at five, and you know, the Soul's gone by six thirty sometimes. But uh, you know, tell me what you've learned. What what's been a surprise about Fort Worth taste, and and what did you expect? Bud, who is your inside CIA FBI person telling you? <laughs> How many things we sell by when? Now <laughs> I'm nervous. I can't though. trust you. <laughs> oh, what's the customer? Well, I mean, it, yeah, it's but, what but, it's but, what people but, but hear to the customer. <laughs> I, I hear I hear from people. You know, I, uh, I, I yeah, I know, I know. You have the ear to the ground, but so just so you know, so with me, I've been to all fifty states. I grew up. I went to fifteen different schools. I dropped out, got a GED. I was a dishwasher busboy. And then I went to Johnson and Wales. I got a culinary degree. When I was able to choose a uh, internship, the I wanted to be as far away as I could be from my family. And um, the, the spot was uh, Cafe Pacific in Highland Park. And so I worked, I went there at the same time I worked lunch with Stephen Piles at Star Canyon. And then at night, I started working at the mansion on Turtle Creek with Dean. And that I, I, for a year and a half, when I was, you know, 20, 20, like Texas and Dallas was, was it. I was on Lucas Drive next to Cedar Springs. That's where I lived. And so, um, you know, it's amazing to think 
now I have this second part 2.0 to come back and, and work on things, which is amazing. And, uh, you know, when I started, I moved here nine months ago. And what's so funny is right now at Le Margot, we have an open, what we call the pass or the window. And I'm there every single night. So every dish that comes out, I'm looking at it. I'm wiping the plate. I'm adding sea salt to it, whatever. If somebody says it's salty, I hate it. What I'm, I'm going to have trouble sleeping tonight because I, I was the one that signed off on it. But what's amazing is, you know, being able to connect with people and then also mention we're going to be opening F1, this amazing full service bar using China and silverware, you know, type of barbecue spot. Then we're going to be opening a Cowboy Prime in stockyards across the street from the, uh, you know, John Wayne Museum. And then we're doing this and this. So I feel blessed to be part of that team, but actually being there every single night to talk to people and interact with them. I think that's the, the coolest thing ever. So uh, again, I'm really excited with uh, with what we're doing day in and day out. Now we should mention all the restaurants because a lot of people don't know the, the Pacific Table. Uh, well, actually, Philippe's first restaurant here was the Tavern, and Tavern. it became it became known for everybody in old Snuffers Burgers, and it became known pretty early for uh, you know better than expected steaks, chops uh, that he had good. Um, meat entrees and people thought, well, let's go to the tavern instead of going to the steakhouse or let's go to the tavern for, for brunch. It became known for, for good, uh, for good meat entrees and for brunch. Uh, then Pacific table came along, uh, you know, Pacific table originally was named, uh, because of the round, the locomotive round table behind it. But at some point Pacific evolved into meaning Pacific Northwest. And so it has, uh, some, uh, sushi on the menu, some Asian touches. And then, uh, the uh, tavern has a cousin up in Alliance named Town Grill. It yep. has a menu very much like the tavern. Uh, more recently, Press Cafe came along. Press Cafe on the uh, on the River Trail and uh, you know down in in the uh, in the shopping area down off Chisholm Trail Parkway. Uh, then uh, and then Maria's uh, Maria's Mexican cuisine named to honor his family in San Angelo. Philippe grew up in a Mexican restaurant family. Armenta's in San Angelo. And so all these different concepts have come along. And then coming soon, like you said, F1 Smokehouse, which will be a, mm -hmm. a nicer barbecue place at 4th and University, uh, near, near the West 7th area, but not near enough that you can't find a parking place. And, uh, and then Cowboy Prime in the stockyard. So these are all concepts. There's, there's something similar about all these restaurants. They all have a really vibrant, bar scene and cocktail scene uh some would call it loud but it, it's always come on uh, bud what are you like 85 <laughs> now you're like oh it's loud i can't i tell people to go early and they'll be fine come the, on the, uh, but it's you're cooler than that bud. some would call it loud and some <laughs> would call it fun so but all these restaurants all right. have a lot of energy and what what is the is there a way to sum up the formula for these restaurants, they are uh, high energy, uh, not a big menu, but a little something for everything. Is there a definition for what's shared among all these restaurants? 
Yeah. So a couple points. One, Steve, I think you need to stop talking so much because you've been <laughs> taking over this entire conversation. No one gonna, can get a word I'm in. I'm going to take a drink and Steve could ask the next yeah. question. Is that like an 85-ounce thing of uh, water or espresso? This You haven't been in Texas long enough. This is the medium. Oh, are you kidding me? It's 105 <laughs> right now, which is like the most insane thing I've ever seen. But, um, all right. So anyway, what I think is is – interesting is i always say all chefs are failed rock stars so i sing and play guitar i used to be in a band you know everyone plays a different part there's certain restaurants where you can be spontaneous like at lay margot tonight i can show up and be like uh you know we've got some leftover shrimp what if we do a shrimp risotto and we'll shave some truffle on top and then there's other restaurants like pacific table or town or town where these are the dishes people love let's focus on consistency this is what we want to do so you have a different approach where this is jazz this is reggae this is punk rock this is you know whatever and so you are able to put your personality into certain parts and i always say if it's not broken break it so the minute someone loves the steak frites at Le Margot. I'm like, okay, now we got to get rid of it. Let's do like some crazy new steak and uh, let's do potato chips instead of fries. And let's do uh, you know, a, a garlic vinaigrette instead of an aioli. Let's do that. But again, what's amazing is having Philippe and you know, the rest of the team say, I love that. This makes sense, but let's focus on this. And then maybe do this as like a feature or a special. Let's so I think again, when you have multiple people that are at the same level of passion as you and they're able to contribute different type of ideas, it makes the the restaurant and the menu that much stronger. So I'm really again, you know, I can come up with a, a barbecue menu at F1, but when I talk to you know, Philippe and Vern Erickson and, and Ryan and, you know, the other people on the team. And they say, this makes sense. I don't know about this. Maybe we should do this version. Maybe I think that, again, it's like a band putting music together and saying, this is the playlist tonight. This is what we're going to do tonight at the concert. This is how we're going to play that. And it, as long as there's a great respect an appreciation of what each person literally brings to the table. Um, it, it makes it that much more fun and makes the end result that much more better. Steve, let's get to the food. Show them the food and ask about the food. Well, I mean, you mentioned potato chips. So did you bring the potato chips to the table here? Yeah. So, okay. Steve, tell me, what would you think that is if it was brought in front of you? Uh, a, a thick tartare? Maybe. What else is with it? Potato chips. Is there? I'm not for sure what the white things are on top. Oh come on, Steve. God, how do you not know that? All right, I'm kidding. So, hand cut filet mignon marinated with caper, olive oil, chopped herbs, shallots, and then topped with some little chervil and squirts of horseradish cream served with potato chips. So literally 
if you explained all of that to a guest, they might be intimidated. But if you say, hey, this is the chef's version of, you know, steak and potatoes. It's a uh, hand cut filet mignon, a little bit of uh, horseradish and some potato chips. People are going to say, that sounds awesome. I want that. And I described that's one of the uh, real joys of the menu is the, the language and explanations are clear. Exactly. So the menu exactly that says that's prime beef tartare with potato chips yes. and horseradish. And you don't need a server to be like, it's hand cut this, mixed with this, and then the, you know, we put an egg and then we met, and it's like a 40 minute dissertation. It's like steak and potato, but a tan cup filet mignon with horseradish cream and a little quail egg and some chips. And people are like, wow, that sounds so cool. And so I think the kitchen or me or Philippe the chef can come up with ideas. The biggest thing is being able to sell the vision and philosophy behind it to the servers so that they can tell the guests, this is what it is. So, so how do you sell a sell snails? <laughs> well, right. So this is the thing. I feel that people that come in to a French restaurant are going to expect escargot. And we originally opened for the first two weeks. It was a different vessel and it was, the escargot or snails with like garlic or butter and little pieces of puff pastry on top. But when you ate it, we always talk, we talk about like the eatability. So when you eat it, you're like, you know, it's okay, but it's kind of like grassy and like, I don't know. So we decided what if we stew down cream and make it like a pot pie and some flour and we add the escargot and veggies and tarragon and then we top it with like a nice big piece of puff pastry. And now we're selling like 25 a night and everyone says that's our favorite thing. And what's amazing is when you think of cuisine and actual culinary skill, every single culture does the best with what they have. No one woke up in France and said, hey, you know what? I don't want that uh, beef tenderloin or you know, Dover soul. I really want to eat some goddamn snails today. That's what I want. No one says that same thing. People don't say I want to wake up and instead of the, uh, you know, the pork loin or the, you know, pork chop on the rib and the, what I feel like eating the belly. But when you realize people do the best with what they have, it's the same thing. A great chef can make people go back in time to where they taste this and have an appreciation versus just, here's an escargot dish. As long as the server can sell that idea and vision to the guest, they'll have an incredible experience. Steve, kind of run through what we have, and I know the listening audience on the podcast can't see these, but they're all worth seeing. Do we have the muscles? What else do we have? Well, we have uh, like uh, what's this French onion soup, or that is okay. So, French onion soup is traditionally roasted caramelized onions with beef stock, topped with bread and Gruyere. What we wanted to do was make it more of a really concentrated flavor 
And it's also at the same time, actually vegetarian. So we make a mushroom stock with portobellos and the black portobello gills cooked down with garlic. We make this soup, we roast onions. It's topped with this sourdough, a little bit of thyme, gruyere, it's roasted and that's it. And again, you know, when you think of French cuisine, the idea is less is more. So I look at this and it's like, we could have added that and this and veal stock and roasted whatever and topped it with it. But it's like, no, the best ingredients sometime in a dish are the ones you leave off the plate. So this is an amazing mushroom stock with stewed onion topped with some sourdough that we cook in the house, gruyere and some thyme, and that's it. This is what you get because you uh, you took these pictures with your phone on the past yeah. as that's coming out. So what we're seeing exactly that I mean this is this is what you're seeing. You're this is what so this, yeah here. the the one that you're showing me right now. I literally last night we decided okay we're so you know we're serving Dover Soul. We've got this amazing wild salmon. We, why don't we just do instead of like a tuna tartare? Why don't we do a crudo, which is Instead of a ceviche, it's like marinated in olive oil and we'll top it with like a little bit of herb cream and some chai batons. And then let's make it like a bitter orange vinaigrette because when you think of Italy and France, like it's not a, you know, the oranges they have aren't the same oranges we use. So let's use these ingredients, add a little bit of sugar, some, you know, lime juice, chopped herbs, some sea salt, and that's what it is. It's literally like three or four ingredients, and that's what we serve. Now, I should I should mention here that we're looking at a lot of the delicate items, but the nightly specials are, are the, the entrees, that the specials that you look for. The, you know, that is a Chateaubriand, uh, Saturday's a lobster thermidor. Some of these yeah, things so that we've seen on... Look at the one that you have. We've, we've seen on menus you know, like once in 20 years here that you're doing right. every so, week now. Sunday bouillabaisse, it's great. Right now in front of me that you posted, that's the au poivre. Are we looking at the same thing? Yes. Uh -huh. Okay. So we portion the beef tenderloin and then we tie them with string so that they cooked evenly perfectly. We grill them. We plate it. There's on the side potato puree, which is like half potato, half cream and butter, grilled asparagus. And then we top the actual au pois, the steak, with green peppercorn, cognac, you know, sauce, garnished with a little bit of uh, watercress. And that's the dish that you see. So if you look at it, when we talk about, you know, Le Margot, we've got... Le Margot, Tavern, Town, Pacific Table, Press Cafe, you know, Maria, et cetera, et cetera. We want Le Margot to be the place where people come in and learn in the kitchen how to do things. So the reason that this au poivre filet mignon looks good is because we portioned it, we tied it with, uh, you know, string, we cut that string off, we plated it. So instead of, you know, 
this one looks flat. This one looks big. This They're all uniform. They cook perfectly. They're a gorgeous mid-rare, and that's what you're seeing in front of you. Green peppercorns, cognac cream, a little bit of uh, watercress, and that's it. So I think that, you know, Philippe and I understand that we're opening other restaurants. Le Margot needs to be, you know, the, uh, the triple-A ball club where people understand what we're doing. Yeah, this is the fallback, the lavender glazed chicken. This is the, yeah, look at, this is the safety I mean, zone. Come on. Look, look at that. If, if you were working in a, a hotel, Ritz-Carlton, whatever restaurant, they would say, let's add some garnish. Let's add some microgreens. We need some potatoes. Or we, and what we do is say, we're going to cook down sun-dried tomatoes and garlic and shallots and a little bit of cream. We're going to make an incredible sauce and a little bit of sautéed spinach. We're not adding a thousand different ingredients. It's literally some spinach. And on top, we've got this incredible, beautiful chicken breast with a crispy skin. And we glaze it with some honey, top it with lavender and sea salt. And that's it. We don't need to add anything else to it. That's all. And every single person that's ever had that in the last three weeks since we opened are like, that's the best chicken I've ever had in my life. It, you don't need to add tons of different things. It's just perfect and beautiful. Steve, these things look great. Is there anything else you wanted to ask about? Uh, no, I meant... I. It, it just it does look really good, and I, I, you're so enthusiastic about talking about food. That's another thing that really comes off that I uh, really feel like uh, like you must really love it. <laughs> but it looks really good. <laughs> what uh, and I should tell people right now: don't go start the car right this second if you're watching live because the the, the you have the, only the bar menu is being served right now. The the uh, dinner dinner starts at five. Lunch is eleven to two daily. Brunch is ten to two on yep. Saturdays and Sundays, and then yep. dinner starts at 5. So uh, exactly. if you're watching this, we're looking, we've are looking. we been looking at photos from Lemargo, which is new, at 3150 South Hewland, Hewland and Bel Air in the Tanglewood neighborhood of Fort Worth, in front of the uh, Tom Thumb. Get your bearings on where it is. Um, you know, Graham Elliott has been our very enthusiastic guest telling us about all these wonderful dishes, and I guess... After looking at all this and hearing you uh, just wax poetic about these dishes, I guess my next question would be, uh, what what next? What what dishes are you going to add or change on this menu? Or And then what's your next ambition? There's not an Italian concept, right? So uh, what's, what's next? Bud, why can't you just be happy with what I do? Why did you, you got to ruin my whole life? And I just gave you a month. <laughs> <laughs> no, so Margot is incredible. Now we're going to work on F1. In two months after that, we're going to be opening Press Cafe in Alito. And then after that, we're looking at doing, uh, you know, the uh, Cowboy Prime in Stockyards. So these are the things we're working on. But I think that, you know, again, I work every single night at Le Margot 
at the pass. And if people want to come in, say hi, try food, take a picture, chat, whatever. That's the, the most important thing to know is, uh, you know, I'm right there if they want to talk. And if so they want a burger, you've got a burger. <laughs> we have two burgers. We've got a uh, 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 Royale with cheese where it's a brie cream and, uh, you know, roasted brie, uh, a little watercress. And then we also, during lunch, have a blue cheese prosciutto, you know, arugula, truffle aioli. So we've got all that. But I literally, I'm there every night, every day. All the time. If anyone wants to come by, chat, I'll be there. Steve, what'd you have to say? I was wondering, do we need a reservation? Uh, you make I, I can I'll I'll jump in and say you make reservations on talk T O C K. It's a fairly new platform for this market, but a lot of restaurants have moved to talk. So talk is the uh, reservation platform on the internet or on your uh, phone app. Okay. <laughs> awesome. Well, I mean, is it like uh, now if I just walk in, uh, should I have a reservation? Uh, that, that maybe that's, is it really busy? So, uh, so if you called right now, you can make a reservation. And if it's kind of last second, you're like, I just want to come in. They'll say, yep, we have, uh, uh, you know, walk-in spots available at the bar or over here or whatever. But if it's, you know, I hate my wife and she hates me and I really want to make her love me. And uh, what can I do? Like, you know, I need a table. Call in and, and make that reso. Mm -hmm. Sounds good. I mean, <laughs> you've just summed up the challenge for French restaurants in Fort Worth is to be more than just the, I got to take my wife someplace nice, or it's a birthday anniversary special occasion restaurant. The challenge is to become the Tuesday night, let's just hang out and grab dinner restaurant. And so well, you've got enough different stuff to overcome that. Again, but but you're the first person I ever talked to before I, I even moved here nine months ago. Even if it's off the record, think of, you know, Waters and, you know, this place and whatever it is. Is there any other restaurant that you have seen open with a chef, a restaurant group, the background, the dining room and music and the uniforms. And that, have you seen a restaurant open in the last 10 years that, that is at the same level? And again, this is off the record. I just want your impression because I really think we're doing something really cool and special. Well, not at this level. I think as far as the excitement and the energy and the instant hit, I think Maria's was just as instant smash. So, uh, but again, that's I will go to Maria's. From the same company. I'll go to Maria's before any other restaurant. I love Maria, but I'm just yeah. saying, like, you know, there's a lot of different restaurants and chat. You know, you got Tim Love. You got all these different people. But uh, I really think if I remove myself um, or Philippe did, when you look at a restaurant with this dining room and uniforms and playlists and the TV playing, you know, black and white movies, et cetera, et cetera, um, 
I think we're doing some really cool stuff. And again, it, it take me and Philippe out of it, but just, you know, again, Bud, you've been to it's every a lot of fun. in the world. I, I it's think a lot of fun. It's, I'm, look, I'm, I'm, I hung around at one of the, you know, just at, at opening for a few minutes, not at opening night, but one of the openings. And, and, uh, yeah. and then I'm looking forward to coming back. So it's a fun place. I think people in Fort Worth have found it to be fun. And I hope the viewers and listeners. You're kind of cutting in and out there, bud. I think probably should wrap this up. <laughs> okay. Well, Steve, you go right, ahead you and guys take it and wrap it up. So okay. side note, I literally six nights a week, I'm at what we call the pass where I'm seeing every dish come out. We have a bar. We have the dining room with like 20 tables, but two feet behind me is kind of the oyster bar chef's counter. And so I always tell people, if you want to hang out and chat, sit there because I'm there and we can hang out and talk all the time. So I think that that's something really, you know, special that, uh, that people should know. They can just hang out at the chef's counter. Steve, if you can't hear me, wrap it up, or I'll say until next time on the Eat Speed Podcast. I'm Bud Kennedy. And Steve Wilson. All right. Thank you, Graham Elliott. Thank you, guys. <laughs>